0: What's going on, my friends? Leo Cannell here with today's Seven Figures Club podcast. And today we've got a very special guest for us, someone who is going to be delving into a topic that we've never before you know, dug into with this podcast. And so I'm very excited to welcome Mark Carpenter, who is a serial storyteller, telling stories since childhood. He has leveraged his ability into a career in marketing communications and public relations and later, as a college professor and corporate facilitator, his storytelling uh, became even more purposeful and effective after researching and writing the best-selling book, *Master Storytelling: How to Turn Your Experiences into Stories That Teach, Lead, and Inspire*. And now, as a facilitator, consultant, and speaker, he teaches others, you know, what he learned in the process. And when he's not training, speaking, coaching, or creating new content. He's likely hiking or snowshoeing in the beautiful Wasatch Mountains near his home in Utah, playing the piano, bragging about his grandchildren or writing children's books. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven-figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Glad to be with you.
0: Well, Mark, we always like to begin these podcasts by learning a little bit more about your background And what kind of led you into the career that you've had so much success in over the last several years. But tell us a little bit uh, about who you were, what we were like, you know, growing up and what kind of led you um, towards uh, understanding the power of storytelling and why I'm going to make the case today that every entrepreneur out there needs to understand how important storytelling is to your brand, to your product, to your service. So tell us a little bit about your background and what kind of led you down this path of power in storytelling.
1: Well, Leo, I'm glad you're making the case for it because then I don't have to because uh, I would make the kid that same case for you that this is a powerful skill. And, and it's funny as a kid, I would I told stories all the time. I think it was my way of just getting attention. Uh, I was the fourth of five children in my family. And this was kind of my niche to be the fun person and, and, and tell stories. But then that transitioned into a career in marketing communications and public relations where I I was interpreting business needs to different audiences. And storytelling is an important part of that. And then, as it mentions in the bio, I I did a little stint as a visiting professor in in, uh, college. And I remembered in my college, when I was going through my undergraduate degree, who were the teachers that I liked the best? They were the teachers, not that stood up there and just lectured, 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 but that they told me stories that would teach the topics that I was, that I was getting into. And that transitioned into a career in facilitation. And, but it wasn't until I actually started writing this book that I realized there's reasons that this is really attractive to people, that storytelling actually works. And so that helped me be a little more deliberate uh, about the way I tell stories and the way I use stories in business.
0: I can think of a lot of different businesses out there, Mark, businesses who just have a product or service, and it might be a really great product or service. And then I can think of another business who has you know, a product or service, but they have a really great story behind it. Why do you think the business with the great story behind it is going to almost always outpace, outflank, and outperform the business that does not? Well, stories connect us.
1: We we love stories because we live stories. What what is your life other than just a collection of little stories and little events that happen in your life? And so we, we love them when we're just drawn to those. But there's a lot of research that shows how stories connect us as human beings. I love to hear your story because I've lived similar stories. Maybe not yours exactly, but because I can relate to it it connects you and I as individuals. And so almost unknowingly, a customer who hears the story about a great business will be connected to it because they can relate to that story. There's, there's a lot of brain science around it. We could go like really depth on, on the brain science, but there's, uh, there's just a lot of research that shows how stories connect people because this is part of our everyday life. We live stories.
0: Let me ask you something mark how important is it when you're creating this uh, this story around a, a brand or, or for marketing that you're vulnerable that you're authentic that you don't present yourself as this perfect you know hero in, in the story but maybe rather someone who struggled with something uh, tell us about that if, if is that a mistake that some you know business owners or those who are trying to sell a product maybe, uh, just try to make themselves out to be the hero too much without any vulnerability. Yeah,
1: think about this. If you know someone who is always the hero of every story, what do you start to think as time goes on? For me, I start to think, That's, are they really that good? Is, is it possible that they're really that good? Because we know that we live life through a series of ups and downs, successes and failures. And so we've got to assume that other people do too. But if they're only telling those success stories, it really misses a great opportunity because we connect through a lot of those failure or struggle stories. The key is not whether the story was a success or a failure. The key is what did we learn from that story? And, And if we can get the learning point in there, that's more important than the success or failure. And by being vulnerable, And by showing the sides of, yeah, I struggled with this, and this is how I overcame it. It's going to connect people because they're going to say, boy, I struggle with some things like that too. That gives me hope that I can overcome it. If I can be like Leo and the way he told his story, I can do this. And so it gives people hope and, again, connects us as a species. You
0: know, it really does, Mark. And I can think back to some of the first – you know some some of the training products I created uh, in teaching people. And I think at the beginning it was. it was it was too perfect. It was all about the success stories. And the more I opened up and showed here's where I was failing really badly, but was able to learn and reach out and follow a system structure and then achieve success, that was much more powerful than me just presenting, you know, only the success story. That when it comes to storytelling, you know, whether it's a a product service business, whether it's someone who's creating, you know, a film or or content. I mean, in in today's world, like if you're trying to accomplish anything, maybe you want to become an online influencer. You want to grow your business brand, like it's through content. And so we all, everybody, you know, has one of these, has a cell phone and, and they're creating content. And if you're not creating content, then you're missing out on a big, uh, big opportunity. So you talk about three really big mistakes that people make when telling stories. What are some of these mistakes that we should avoid so that we have compelling stories and content?
1: Yeah, I I think the first one is that we get so caught up in getting every single detail in there. And particularly if we're talking about our business or about a product, we want to get every feature and benefit built into this that we go on and on and on and on. And people do what I like to refer to as they don't land the plane. They're, they're, just, they're just flying around and around and around with this. So they aren't very intentional about getting from the beginning to the end of this story with the key details, but only the key details. I think the second thing is that we, we get a little caught up sometimes in our own world and we don't think about the audience's world. And so we'll throw out jargon or acronyms that people don't know about. And I don't know if you've ever been in that situation where you're listening to somebody talk in jargon or acronyms, and you just get lost in that. So don't think so much about yourself, but think about your audience and, and what are they doing. And then the third thing I think is just being intentional about, I'm not just sharing an experience, but I'm actually telling a story. And so crafting that experience into a story that has the impact that you want it to make.
0: That that second one you said really resonated powerfully with me, Mark, because a lot of the times we you know, our experts are experts in our industry. We know all the expert terminology, and we have to understand our audience. If our audience is people who don't know anything about our industry, but they have some curiosity, and we're using all this vernacular and Mumble jumble and complicated terminology that only someone who's been in the you know industry for five or six years would understand that we're missing a huge opportunity to connect with them. So that is a very powerful point, I think, and, that you made right there. And, and um, I think part of the reason yeah. we do that
1: is we want to show how smart we are. Exactly.
0: You know, we
1: want to show how much we know about our industry. I, I was listening to a speech one time that it, it was a nurse who was delivering the speech but it was a mixed audience. Very few people in the audience were actually in the medical industry. And she kept using this terminology. And I think that she was trying to show, see, I really know my profession. Well, I kept sitting there turning to my wife who's trained as an x-ray technician. And so she knows some medical terminology. And I kept going, what does that mean? And then she'd tell me and then I go, okay. And then I try to catch up with with, where the speaker was. And I go, okay, what's that that acronym for? And it, it just lost me in the process. And I missed the point of the story because I was so lost in the terminology.
0: So important to just make make it simple and not uh, so complicated. Now, a lot of people think that their boring life, quote unquote boring life, it might not be that boring when shared with others, you know, cannot possibly inspire others. It's not going to be interesting, compelling. but why is that wrong? Why is oftentimes kind of, documenting your journey of of your so-called boring life, how can that actually empower and inspire others? Well, I I think there's a little bit of kind of a personal bias in that
1: because we look at what we've done and because we've done it, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. for, For example, before I wrote a book, I thought people who authored and published books were like really super cool people. Well, now that I've done it a couple of times, it's like, oh, that's not that big a deal. (laughs) And so I tend to, to discount my own experiences because I've experienced them. So they can't be that spectacular. But the reality is the extraordinary comes out of the ordinary. It's these ordinary everyday things that people can relate to. Like we were talking about before, those everyday experiences that you and I both have, that will help connect us. I mean, I might listen to somebody talk about walking on the moon. I've never walked on the moon and I never will walk on the moon. And so it's interesting, but I can't really relate to it. But when I hear somebody talk about walking into the grocery store and having a problem in the grocery store, I can relate to that because I've been there. And so I'm not just watching you in this story. I'm walking with you in this story. So think about the power of that, that if you want your customers, or your um, your coworkers, your employees, to be walking there with you. They're going to do that better by hearing a story that they can relate to, because it's real life, and it goes back to what you were saying earlier, Leo, about about being vulnerable. It's that vulnerability that's going to
0: connect people. It's interesting. Let's let's do this. Let's let's create a simple story and maybe kind of help me to do it the right way as an example for the audience. Now, you mentioned having a problem in the grocery store. Let me give you a real-life experience problem in the grocery store. So it's uh, 20, let's call it 2010, so maybe 12 years ago. It's uh, you know kind of uh, the 08-09 recessions hit. Times are tough. There's a lot of uh, unemployment. I've had a business fail. I'm losing a Fortune on you know everything I've saved up for and invested in properties and and I go into the grocery store and you know we're, things are so tight that we're literally we're logging our bank account we're doing calculations on our calculator are we going to have enough and we get there and the card gets declined oh my gosh and now we've got to take something out of the bag because we can't quite afford it. Like, what would be a powerful way to tell that story and then turn that into something that, hey, this was a struggle. And then eventually I was able to have the success. What would be the right way or a more powerful, impactful way to kind of tell that story? How, how was, how's, what are some of the strategies to do that well? So let's, let me ask you
1: one other question first. What did you learn from that experience? What's the lesson you're teaching? In that experience, because there's a there, there's stories just to tell a story just to entertain or, or to, you know, fill some time at the dinner table. But the stories that we focus on are those that teach, lead, sell and inspire. And so what, what's your, what was your lesson? What was your takeaway from that experience? And, and then I'll go back and, and we'll break it down into a three part structure.
0: The takeaway from it for me was I didn't ever want to have my wife and and my family in a situation where we had to get out the calculator just to get groceries and put food on the table. The things were that tight. And so for me, I, I would share that story as an example of where I was and maybe hopefully connect with people who have gone through something similar and then to give them hope that because you follow a certain path, a certain system, you reach out to mentors, you read the right books, you join a profession that's recession proof, that you can have an opportunity to follow that same path. So that would be my, my hope in sharing a story like that. Good,
1: good. So it's finding that motivation to succeed, that motivation to take that next step. So, so let's break this down. We like to break stories down into to three parts. So when you're going to tell an effective story, there's three components. There's three main chunks. Now, there's other people who they'll break it down into like 18 steps or 12 or six. We wanted to get it really simple. So we got it to three. The first is the introduction. And you set that up pretty well. I go to the grocery store. It's during a recessive time. We don't have much money. And so we're calculating out pennies to make sure that we have enough in our bank account to get our food. Now, you think about that as the current state people can relate to that. You've introduced who's involved. It's you. It's your family. It's a point of struggle in your life. And people can feel that. People can relate to that. Then you come up to a point of conflict. That's the second section. And you've already set up that conflict by you get to the checkout line, you run the card, and it's declined. And people are feeling that pain with you. They're feeling Oh, that would be the worst to stand there. And I don't know about you, but I'm picturing people behind me in the line. And so you might even bring in that detail. And so I've got people behind me in line that are looking at me going, come on, buddy, just get through this so I can get my groceries here. And you're taking things out, recalculating, having to take more things out. And you're feeling a little embarrassed, not embarrassed just from the strangers behind you, but from the fact that, I'm not, I'm not able to provide for my wife and family the way that I really want to. See, now we've built up that conflict and that sense of a little bit of pain, a little bit of struggle in there, because where do we learn? We learn in the struggle. And then the third section is the change. And that's why I ask you, what did you learn from this? What's your lesson from this, from this experience? Because that's what we want to aim for is I walked out of that grocery store. And I vowed to myself that I would never let this happen again, that I would never be in a position where I couldn't care for my family. And that inspired me to find something that was recession proof that I could do and to find the mentors that would help me along my, along that path. And today I don't have any concerns about whether my card's going to be declined or in a grocery store. And I don't think I'll have that concern ever again. So there's the, the powerful ending that shows wow, that's how this changed me. And so for somebody else who's looking at how can I better provide for my family, that's going to draw them in in and say, okay, I need to do what Leo did. What did he do? And now I want to hear what you have to say about how you got to that point where you didn't have to worry about your card being declined at
0: the grocery store ever again. I love it. So, remind me, what what was step one? You're kind of setting the stage. Yeah. How introduction. Descri- describe step. Introduction. Yeah. Step it's... two, conflict. Uh huh. And step three, the change or maybe the transformation yep. of what you learn from getting through that conflict. And the conflict's so important because if your story doesn't have conflict, it is boring, right? Yeah. If you went <laughs> to a movie and Everything just worked out well for the character forever. Well, that would be boring. No one's going to go to that movie.
1: That's funny. I was just going to use that as an analogy. Um, Here during the pandemic, we've watched a lot of Netflix. Okay. Yeah. And there was a night that my wife and I just wanted a movie. Found a movie on Netflix that had good actors in it. And we had never heard of it before, but we watched it and we're like, halfway through the movie, we're looking at each other and going, this isn't going anywhere. Because there was no conflict.
0: That's the worst.
1: There was nothing to to put you on the edge of your seat and make you go, oh, no, what's going to happen to these characters? In fact, I'll even say that their intro part of that wasn't very good because I didn't care about the characters. I looked at the characters. I went, yeah, so what? And so that's what the intro part does is it sets the listener up to care about those characters because they can
0: relate to those characters. Mm. Guys, I, I hope you're taking notes. I hope you, you know, pulled over to the side of the freeway or got off the treadmill and took some notes because if you can master the art of storytelling, get the introduction, create the conflict, and then present the change and the transformation, that's when it is what's going to get people to want to listen to you and connect with you. And in today's world, like that's so important because you have a few seconds to connect with people. Like people's attention spans are so quick to move from one thing to the next thing. We can't even go five seconds without grabbing our phone and, and scrolling to it. So you've got a short amount of time to get people's attention. And the art of storytelling is without a doubt one of the most important and powerful you know, ways to make that happen. Now, Mark, some people are thinking, oh, it's so powerful. I know I, I need to be able to add this to my content, to my marketing. I need to be able to you know, tell stories to my family, to teach my children. Like how can people who feel like they aren't natural storytellers really learn this skill? Yeah, I'm afraid that sometimes people
1: look at people who effectively tell stories and they say, "Ah, oh, they're just gifted in that. Yeah. The reality is it's like any other skill. It takes development. Now, I kind of accidentally developed it, and then as we did the research for the book, I became more intentional about how I'm telling stories. But like any skill, what does it take to learn that new skill? First, it takes somebody showing you how to do the new skill. Uh, I'll I'll go to a simple one, riding a bicycle. You don't just see a bicycle and say, I'm just going to hop on this and do it." it. Usually somebody's showing you what you need to do to ride a bicycle. Okay. And then they're coaching you on where it went wrong. And then what does it take from there? Practice, practice, practice. It's about doing it. So it's not about just watching somebody or reading the book and saying, oh, now I'm going to be perfect at this. You've got to actually do it. You've got to practice it. And I always encourage people as they're starting out in this skill, practice with a friend who can be a a kind coach, I would say, And really only ask the the person to coach you on two questions. What did you like about my story? And what did you think the main point was? And then develop it from there. Typically, we know where we went wrong in the story. We 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 can tell where we got off. But if people say, here were the good things, then I can build on those. And if the point came across, even if you're not perfect at telling that story, if you've made the point that you want to make, It's still going to be a powerful story. Another really effective way to do it is self-coach. Pull your phone out, record yourself, listen back to it. There it is. You will hear every um and ah and so and now and but that you throw into there and it'll drive you crazy. But the more you do that, the more effective you are going to be at telling those stories. I do think, though, it's always helpful to get coaching from somebody else. Because we're our own worst critics, especially with new skills. And so get some feedback from other people who are going to tell you that was probably better than you thought
0: it was. Absolutely. So guys, you need to practice this, take out your phone, record it, listen to it, judge yourself, and then get feedback from others. But for most of our audience, they're pretty smart, Mark. They would just like to learn from an expert like yourself so, where can they connect up and get more tools and resources and learn from you know everything you put together in a systematized formula to be a better storyteller?
1: Well, first, I'd point you to our website. It's master-storytelling.com, and hyphen means the little dash, not the word hyphen. But just make sure that's yeah. in there between them. Master-storytelling.com. We've got some free resources that are on the site that that are helpful for people that they can they can download. I also wanted to offer your listeners, Leo, a, a copy of the, the ebook of Master Storytelling. And we have a, a, a hidden page on our website that's only for people who have listened to, to the podcast. Um, so it's called it's master dot storytelling.com slash podcast gift. And I'm assuming you can put that in the show notes for, for today and absolutely do sure it that way. Will. So I'd be happy to provide for you a, a copy of the ebook. And that's a good place to start too. And then well, let me know how we can help. We, we have a master storytelling workshop that we do within companies so that they can work specifically on their own stories of their company and their brand and their products. Uh, we also do it virtually. That's open enrollment several times a year. And we do storytelling coaching.
0: And I'm imagining uh, that YouTube channel probably has some really good information on there, huh?
1: Yeah, and on, on, our, on our social media sites, um, b- because I challenge people that you can find good stories in your everyday, I try to post a story every week on, on our LinkedIn site to show oh, that awesome. you, can, you can find these things. In fact, I was just writing it bef- before we, we got on t- today. And then on our um, Facebook page, uh, I do a Tuesday tip for storytelling every week. So just little quick tips around, around storytelling. And it's interesting that you talked about uh, getting the, the struggle stories in there with the success stories. That's one of the tips that I just put together this week too. Is, and I call it uh, go sweet and sour. We, we tend to lean toward the
0: sweet, but get the sour in there too, because that's going to be impactful for people. Absolutely, guys. So master hyphen, just a little dash, uh, storytelling.com. And then, uh, and then the, the free gift was forward slash free gift. Was that right? Uh, podcast gift. Oh, podcast gift. Okay, master-storytelling.com forward slash podcast gift. Of course, we'll have that uh, link uh, right below this um, in all of the uh, social media posts uh, with this and in the email that we send out to all of, all of the listeners as well. But how awesome. Master storytelling! In the LinkedIn, uh, that the kind of the company uh, listing there, he's got some amazing stuff there. And of course, the website is going to have a lot of great information tools. But get that ebook, and as I always, you know, and all of these podcast episodes, don't just learn something awesome that can help you change your life in, in so many ways. Especially as an entrepreneur, your ability to, to tell stories—I can't tell you how much money the ability to tell a great story. Has, has helped me, especially when it comes to marketing, because like, like we were talking about, if you're looking at you know, a product or service, that's just a product or service versus one that's powered by a story, the story is going to connect and resonate and build such a much more powerful business. Well, Mark, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Give us the final word in why storytelling is something that people need to work on, especially if they want to grow their business. Well,
1: I'll, I'll do that by just sharing two quick stories. <laughs> two two quick experiences. And actually, basically, Perfect. responses from people who took the class that will fit with, with your audience. Um, yes. There was a, a leadership team that I was working with at a financial services uh, institution. And their first response to storytelling was kind of, really? Come on, this is, this is a little lightweight, isn't it? When we got through the process, I was a little worried standing in front of them. Very frankly, I was standing in front of them going, oh, no, they're not buying into this. this. This could go south really fast. But when we got to the end, they said, now I know how to keep my team on track. I know how to make sure that we're on the same page. It's not me just telling them what page we're on. It's me showing them through these stories that I can tell. And the second one came from a, a sales rep at a company. And I had the same, a little bit of the same reaction from these sales folks. I can't just not share features and benefits. And that's not what I'm suggesting by including storytelling in your sales. What I'm saying is add it to the features and benefits. And I had somebody come back to, to me after that class and say, I have been working with this company to try to buy our products for a year. And I finally got hold of them again and I told them the story of how a similar company used our product and it made a big impact for them. And for the first time, they said to me, write me up a quote and let's see what we can do. Now, that's impact. That's impact. It gives you the ability to sell without being salesy. That was another way a salesperson put it for me. And so as you look at your life's experiences and your business experience, Look for those experiences that can be turned into stories that will teach, lead, sell, and inspire. And you'll find them everywhere.
0: So true, guys. I can think of so many times when we were looking for that extra way to close more deals, to bring in more clients. And when I started to share success stories of similar clients and how it changed their business working with us, Like there's nothing more powerful than a story, guys. So use it in your sales, in your marketing. Most importantly, go to master-storytelling.com podcast gift forward slash podcast gift. Get your free gift and take action and become a master storyteller. Mark, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast.
1: Thanks, Leo. Love being with you.